Hey everybody, it's JR, back with another episode of Crutchfield the Podcast. I'm in my studio here in the basement of Crutchfield recording this uh, without my co-host Eric because uh, we actually already recorded most of this show. Uh, It was a Crutchfield live episode. Every other Thursday we go live on Facebook and YouTube. We've got viewers that watch and comment and we interact and it's basically like a fun hang with a bunch of uh, Crutchfield fans. And if you are one, and I think you are since you're listening to this podcast, I recommend you check out Crutchfield Live. Uh, it's also it's a great way to win stuff. We've been uh, really leaning hard into some sweepstakes here lately. We've given away some cool stuff like uh, SVS subwoofers, Bose Bluetooth speakers. We are uh, we are doing some more giveaways for Philips Hue light bulbs. We might have some other really cool stuff I can't announce yet that we're going to give away. Uh, specifically to viewers of Crutchfield Live. So what we're going to do today is play uh, a big chunk of a recent episode of Crutchfield Live. And in this episode, we did some fun stuff. We had Zach, one of our video producers, uh, come on to talk about how many new viewers we've got on our YouTube channel. Next, we played a game called the Ported or Sealed Game. You know, subwoofers come uh, as either ported or sealed most of the time. And there are you know, strong opinions about what type of subwoofer is better for different types of music and different things you might listen to. And we played a game. What would we recommend? A ported sub or a sealed sub for all these bunches of different types of music and genres and stuff. We had Jeff Miller in the studio talking about Axpona, which is a sort of a, a high-end uh, consumer electronics home audio Uh, convention in Chicago where a bunch of high-end audio companies get together, show off their newest stuff, and celebrate everything it is about, you know, great-sounding music on great-sounding stereos. Jeff got to see some really cool stuff from some of our vendors, uh, and uh, we are also putting some of the pictures Jeff took from his visit to Expona here in the show notes on this Crutchfield episode. You can see them all at crutchfield.com slash podcast. We've even got an interview Jeff did in Expona that we did not include in the Crutchfield Live. We kind of talked about it, but it was not featured in the live. This is a Crutchfield podcast exclusive, so uh, I'm glad you're here because you will get to hear a pretty cool interview coming up here towards the end of the show. So here we go. Episode number 13 of Crutchfield Live, repurposed for Crutchfield the Podcast. You're welcome. We started our YouTube channel uh, 2009-ish. Anybody know? I can't remember. But I remember when we had less than 10,000 subscribers and we were just starting out and kind of not making a ton of videos and and everything and uh, we were sent this shiny award major award oh a major award it's a major award for passing 100,000 subscribers so thanks to many of you watching right now and we're actually up around 135 or so 133 i just looked right before we went live so that's where we're at now we are well on our way to our next one which comes in at how many uh, one million. million subscribers. So, uh, so it's going to take a few weeks, but we'll get there. We've we've got 
<laughs> we've got work to do, and we are going to keep doing it, making new videos, keep going live, uh, and uh, you've got work to do as well. If you're into this, uh, you should definitely tell your friends about uh, what we're doing here at youtube.com slash crutchfield. Uh, hopefully the content you're finding it uh, is, uh, is applicable to your life, you know, solutions for sound, audio, TV, video, drones. I mean, we're doing videos on all sorts of stuff, uh, and we're going to keep doing that. So we'll keep making the videos. You keep spreading the word, and uh, hopefully, yeah, maybe in a couple weeks we're celebrating a million subscribers. I love it. Thank you, Zach. Yeah, buddy. Appreciate you joining me, my friend. I think we're ready to bring in Matt and play a game. You ready to come on in, Matt? I'm ready to come on in. Bring it, buddy. All right. We're going to play Ported or Sealed. Ported That's or the reason sealed. we have I love these it. signs. I love it. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, we were hoping that people watching might want to throw out at us, uh, and the sky's the limit here, right? If it's it something is. you can yes. listen to on your stereo, you can use that. Mm -hmm. uh, you can tell mm -hmm. us the type of music you prefer. You can tell us your favorite band. You can ask mm -hmm. us about a specific song. If we've heard of it, we probably have an opinion. That's correct. Right? And we are going to tell you whether or not we would recommend a sealed or a ported exactly. enclosure. This is kind of like that thing in City Slickers where the uh, Shallowitz brothers are challenged to say which kind of ice cream would pair perfectly with any given entree. Nice. Boy, that's a only, throwback. Only that's... the freshest 30-year-old pop culture references for us today. <laughs> City Slickers, huh? Okay. I like it. Um, first off, we got to establish some credibility. Why did we bring you in? Do you know anything about subs? I assume you do. What do you do here, Matt? I am the editor of our catalog. I edit all the uh, car audio video related uh, pages for our catalog, and I've been doing this, well, the editing thing for about 10, 15 years, but I've been writing for Crutchfield for 22 now. So you're not so, just a, an English nerd, right? You don't just go correct grammar. Not you, only that. Correct, right, yes. you, when you are that. <laughs> uh, but you also knew a thing or two about car audio. I have, I have installed my fair share of systems. I've had set stuff up. I've had crazy setups in my own vehicle. So yeah, I've uh, been around this block what one time you, or two. What do you have? Do you have a subwoofer in your car? I do. I currently, in my car, have a have an Infinity Reference 12-inch sub in a ported box. Ported. Indeed. Nice. Yeah. Why'd you go ported? Ported, uh, mostly for the efficiency. Um, you know, put side by side, given the same amount of power, a ported box is going to play a little bit louder than a sealed box. Um, so I've got a, I've got a smaller sedan. I didn't want to tax the uh, alternator too much with a large, high-powered amp. So ported seemed the way to go to get the uh, volume I was looking for without putting the uh, strain on the electrical system with the big amp. And what kind of car is this? Is the sub in a trunk? Is it in the it's hatchback? In the, it's in the trunk of a uh, 14 Ford Focus. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So, he knows a thing or two. I know a thing or two about you bass. You do know a thing or two I've about bass. I've got opinions. You've got opinions. Uh, we, we did a poll. And let's see what people think first, then we'll see what people are uh, asking us for opinions on. Uh, I only see one or two in there so far. Now is the time, if you're watching this, to throw out what you want us to recommend ported or sealed for. So mm -hmm. music, band, I mean, it could be anything. Uh, if Type you can't come up with something, I got a list of things. <laughs> so we got you covered either way. But here's the poll question from earlier. What style of subwoofer box do you prefer? Uh, we had 32 votes on this poll. Uh, the quest, the options were ported, sealed, other, or band pass. Uh, did you have you seen the results already? I have not seen the results. All right, what do you think? One, there was a clear winner. I, if I had to guess, I would guess ported. Yes, you are correct. Uh, that's what do I win? On YouTube, uh, over on Facebook, 
Also, Ported wins there as well. So yep. on YouTube, Ported gets 53%. On Facebook, Ported gets 47%. Sealed on Facebook uh, gets 38%, 34% on YouTube. So a close That's second. About right. Those are cl- those are the two most popular, yeah, sure, most common. Sure. So uh, other gets 9% <laughs> in both places. And BandPass looking at like 3 or 7%. So not a whole lot of people doing band pass. Used to be a bigger deal. Used to be a bigger deal. They just take up so much space. Yeah. Um, for those who don't know, it's a combination of a sealed and a ported where you have a ported box and a sub in it, but it also has an enclosed chamber. Um, so it takes up about twice the space as, as your average yeah. subwoofer box. And yes, yeah, for specialty uh, installations. A lot of times it. it was more about how they looked than how they sure, sounded. Sure, right? you could light them often, up on the inside. Yeah, they'd have like plexiglass fronts yeah. so you could see the woofer and yep. light it up and all that. And yep. uh, it was pretty awesome. So, <laughs> uh, Cool. So let's get into it. Uh, and along the way, I've got some stuff. And I've got a question from a, uh, from a viewer on YouTube as well. Very good. Uh, so the you first like the one, somebody, Alejandro, Anthony's buddy, yeah. uh, says, Country? Country. Country? Ready? Wait, what I'm going to say. Ready? Ready? Wait, ready? Wait for it. Yeah, ready? 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 Go. Both. Sealed and ported. <laughs> Depending. Oh, uh, yeah, I yeah, thought I know. you didn't know how to hold up a sign. <laughs> I know. I do. <laughs> so I would. the reason I say that is that it depends on the area you're listening to, I would say. If if you're listening to more of the modern stuff with you know more electronic bass, they even you know bring in a lot of rock elements, some, some electronic music elements. Ported is good. It's going to bring out that bass, cut through, you know, or, or accentuate the, uh, the the high frequencies. But if you're listening to the old school stuff, I think I'm going sealed, where you're getting more of the acoustic guitars and the stand-up basses and things mm-hmm. like that, um, where you want it to be nice and tight and focused. I, I had so. on my list I made, you know, you know, just in case nobody had any uh, <laughs> right. requests, just in case, I had on my list cowboy music, stadium country, and just plain old, just generic, whatever country music is, right? <laughs> right exactly. But yeah, there's different types. And those cowboy yep. cowboy songs, man, oh, man. You, uh, you, want don't, that you, you don't need focus. a ported box. Man. You need that bass to be nice and tight. You do, because you don't want to overshadow the vocals particularly. Johnny Cash. I mean, he needs to sound... Big and bellowy, yep. but not, you but know. clean. Yeah, yep. clean, yep. clean, clean. Yep, agreed. Very good. Uh, the the Huffman family, I think we all know who that is. Oh, Lord. Uh, says, what do we recommend for dinosaur explosions? Dinosaurs like yeah, to rumble. pretty clearly. <laughs> uh, I mean, you just need maximum output. Exactly. You're going to get that. Exactly. Uh, you want to feel that in your fillings. It's easiest to get that with a ported box, for sure. <laughs> uh, Sam Online. Here's a good one. Mm. Classic rock. In a 2013 Hyundai Santa Fe. So that's a, like a mid-sized oh SUV, gosh. if I'm not mistaken. Is that right? That is, Santa that is Fe, correct. that's an SUV. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Classic rock? Classic rock. I'm going... Ah, uh, disagreement. I, I'm actually, no. I did. I, <laughs> I, I don't know how to use a sign. That's what I get for busting yeah. you on... Uh, on uh, sealed. Uh, sorry. Sealed. Yep. Uh, yeah, I think we're exactly. both right on Exactly. Yep. Uh, you want it to be tight. You want that kick drum to kick you in the chest. Mm-hmm. Um, but you want it to be balanced with, with the mids and the highs, especially when you've got a lot of electric guitar. You've got bands with female vocals. You, you want it nice and balanced. Nice. Uh, I'm looking at here. We've got more. Quirty Quirts asks about dubstep. Dubstep. Oh, come on. For the bass drop? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you want that thing to echo. You want to be heard a couple blocks down the street, if not more. Yeah. Bring the port. You ready for this one? Oh, I might be. This is one I hadn't thought of to put on my list. Oh, good. How about ragtime? Ragtime. Oh, this is tempting. You know what? I'm sticking with sealed. Ah, we, <laughs> there we go. Again, anytime, I'm, anytime I've got something that's going to have a stand-up bass, that's going to have acoustic instruments, 
I, I, I do want it to be nice and tight and clean. I, I, want, I want everything to stay in, in good balance and not to have a certain range of frequencies overpowering the rest. Yeah, no, it just needs to blend nicely. Yeah, it needs exactly. to have that low end uh, because contrary to popular belief, pretty much all music has some bass in it. Oh, sure. Uh, oh, sure. There's... Even music you don't associate with, oh, you got to have a subwoofer for that. But a subwoofer will absolutely make ragtime music sound oh, better. Yeah. We did an article a few years ago um, for our holiday catalog um, where we wrote an article about it, the fact that Christmas music benefits from a subwoofer and gave examples that people might not have thought about, sure. including the Nutcracker Suite. Perfect. Exactly. I like it. Uh, uh, and speaking of the Nutcracker? Nut, nut <laughs> sure. Nutcracker? Nutcracker, yes. The all duck. Uh, <laughs> nutcracker Suite. Uh, Tony on Facebook says, how about classical music listening and mostly home theater? What type Supported or sealed. Boy, that's a conundrum oh, right there because is. there's two things in one. If you got it, I guess the idea here is one sub that's right. going to be in one system that is going to be used for classical music listening and home theater. Because of the home theater? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think room size is going to make a difference. If it's in a larger room, some of that, some, some of the reverberations are going to be dissipated a little bit with the classical stuff. But you're going to get good efficiency, so it's going to draw out the timpani and, mm -hmm. and the cellos, and you know, especially a lot of like the pizzicato cello kind of stuff, or the lower end of the, uh, the piano keyboard. So we were talking earlier before we went live about this, and maybe now's the time to talk about it. If you, and, and one of the reasons we probably both went ported mm -hmm. is because you can... Depending on the ported sub, you can tighten it up a little bit. There's things you can do to get a more accurate, tight, punchy, very uh, right. uh, nuanced bass. And it's not all about output. When people, I mean, ported certainly can be all about output, but it doesn't have to be. So you can get a ported sub. We talked earlier about how the SVS subs come with port plugs. Exactly. There can be settings on the subwoofer for different things and that will uh, EQ them to differently from music versus exactly. movies. So that's what I would recommend is a sub that has some settings, uh, mm -hmm. but in you know at its base level, a ported sub mm -hmm. uh, that you can then tune it to a little bit tighter sound. Exactly. And in the car, um, car subwoofers, when they're ported, each port will have what's called a tuning frequency. And it's at that frequency that it's basically performing at its absolute best. And anything below that, you start to get a little extra resonance. A lot of car amplifiers have what's called a subsonic filter. And they start at 40 hertz, and you can filter out anything below that level. So if you know your box's uh, port tuning frequency, you can set the subsonic filter for that frequency, and it drops all that stuff out, and it really does tighten the sound pretty yeah. nicely. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, Mr. Fox is back with another genre of music that uh, we probably hadn't considered when oh, yeah? we made our list, uh, but I'm digging it. Yeah. Uh, electro Swing. Now, <laughs> before we hold up our signs, have you heard of any Electro Swing? I think I have. I, I have, actually. Uh, so, um, I'm not going to be able to tell you the name, but there's, there's one called, it's called the Charleston Swing that you know is fairly, well, within the last 10, 15 years. I've got years. like a playlist on Spotify <laughs> that uh, was recommended to me by our friend, uh, Eric, who has been on this show before. Yeah, excellent. Um, it's called A Bar in Amsterdam. It's a podcast. Uh, it's a playlist. And it is full of electro swing stuff. Okay. Uh, and it is a lot of fun music. So Cats and Jammer is one of the bands on that Beautiful. one. Diablo Swing Orchestra, <laughs> the Hillbilly Moon Explosion. Love it. Right? So mm -hmm. that's what I'm thinking of. I hope that's what you meant, Mr. Fox, by Electro <laughs> Swing. I'm, I'm listening to some songs in my head right now, and I'm yep. thinking of what sub I would want yep. sealed or ported. Right, you ready? Ready. Ready? Yep. Go. Do it. Ooh. Ah, hey. We disagree. 
Finally. I did get the sign correctly. I do mean to say sealed. Uh, and this, so, there's a lot of bass in this stuff. There is. But I absolutely wouldn't want it to be loose or boomy or at all uncontrolled. I want it to be like tight, hard hitting. I want it to punch me in the chest. Um, but That's I wanted fair. to do it accurately. So I think I want a sealed sub with a lot of power because they're not as efficient, right? They're going to take more power more to get juice. that yep. kind of base. Yep. But a good sealed sub with enough power so that it has plenty of output. Mm -hmm. That's what I want. And that is hard to argue against. I am just thinking of the electro side of things. You're right. It, it, this is music that has a lot of bass in it that is meant to be, it, it's meant to get you into the rhythm as much as it is into the melody. Um, so I'm thinking ported because I, I I want that that rhythm to hit me, yeah. You know, throughout the entire song. So and uh, I'm here to say that you're wrong and I'm right. That's fair. So and also you're right and I'm wrong. Exactly. So both of those are true. Uh, I'm Mr. a little Fox bit right. Says little bit Cat right. Groove is a popular one. So that's another band that okay. falls into the electro swing stuff. I will stuff. put that on Spotify on the way home after this is done. Uh, I see who's sitting over there, so I know who's behind this. But Sarah on Facebook said Steely Dan. Steely Dan. That's a, that's a, it's an easy one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I mean, Again, I, highly produced, and I don't mean that in a bad way, engineered down to the nth degree. You, you want that recording to be in balance. You want to hear it the way those guys intended it to be. Yeah, heard. for sure. No, that yeah. is very music, uh, very purposefully recorded. Yeah, uh, exactly. And it, you don't want anything uncontrolled in your system. You want it to be as accurate as possible. 100% agree. Dan on Facebook, Porter Sealed, piano jazz with upright bass and jazz guitar. Easy, easy peasy, scoop of yeah. vanilla, scoop of chocolate, yep. Yeah, yep. yeah, no, we need we need to hear those uh, fingers on the frets. I mean, we, we need do. to hear every single yep. subtlety of that bass guitar, and I mean, of the jazz, uh, the upright bass, yep. I mean, all of that. And, and I would argue a sealed sub with a lot of power behind it, again, to get, again, not, not only to get, you know, the, the nuances of the bass, but to get you know, just the full range. Just make sure it's coming through loud and clear because yep. it's just there's so much richness, richness and texture. And you want you you want it to have that dimensionality and that that texture. And you want to be able to feel like you could reach out and touch it. <laughs> oh, this is a good one. Oh, Mr. Boy. Fox is back. He says it's his last one. <laughs> Mr. Fox, last one from me. <laughs> Cooking bacon ASMR. <laughs> I don't even know how to begin with this one, so I'm going to say ported. Uh, okay. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you want as much output as possible, yeah. right? I mean, you do. Uh, you're not. You're not. You're not looking for subtleties necessarily. You're no. looking for cr cracking and popping and snapping of you know, that grease. You want to. You want to feel like it's popping onto your face and burning you. You do, and in theory, you could put a freshly cooked piece of bacon in the port, and then the air would push the scent out towards you. So, there you go. I like it. Exactly. And I, and I keep baking in the fridge just for that reason. Uh, Matt wants to know, what about metal? This is a, ooh, this is a tricky one. Mm -hmm. All right, I'm doing it. Yep. I'm ooh. doing it. Yeah, disagreement again. Yeah, so, I mean, <laughs> I, I want a ton of output. I, I, don't want yeah. ever, I don't want there to ever be a chance that I don't have enough. I want to hear those double kicks. Uh, yeah, and I'm, that's true. You know, with metal, it's all about banging the head. It's not necessarily about pristine audio. It's about, is it kicking me in the face or not? And right. I think Ported makes absolutely certain that's always going to happen. That's true. I mean, oh, boy. 
I think I'm going sealed because I'm trying to. Th I'm thinking about the iterations of metal that you could get into. Mm. The, the subgenres. You, you've got the hair metal. You've got death metal. You've got black metal. You've got doom metal. Um, you know, are you listening to the, the the droning doom stuff? Then yeah, I might go ported. Sure. Are you listening to more of the hair metal kind of stuff? I might go sealed. Where again, I'm getting that 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 tightness and 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 balance. I. You've kind of convinced me that I might be a little bit wrong, but I might be a little bit right too. Cool. <laughs> I, uh, we agree on that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Chelsea says, uh, and this one actually was on our list. Uh, okay. Our producer Anna came up with it. It was the first thing on our list. I'm glad Chelsea asked it so we didn't have to. Uh, what about podcasts? Podcasts. I'm going sealed. I am too. Yeah. The, my reasoning is that, especially thinking about male voices on the lower end of the, uh, uh, of, of the spectrum, um, if you have a ported sub, if you have a lot of extra resonance, it tends to start to get a little bit muddled when it's all just conversation. Yep. Um, so, yeah, when you hear somebody, you want to hear everything they say clearly enunciated, and so you don't want to have the extra resonance that the port's going to provide to, uh, uh, to what, muddle things I listen up. to a lot of podcasts, uh, and mm -hmm. I have a sub. It's not exactly sealed or ported. It's a, it's a sub. It's a 10-inch it's a sub with a passive radiator. So okay. technically, yeah, you right. can't call it sealed or ported. Yes, exactly. Kind of. Um, but uh, it's more more like a ported than right. a sealed because there's a ton yeah. of output. Right. Sure. Uh, and it's not the most accurate output, yep. right? But it's mm -hmm. it's a very well-rounded sub. I, I listen to a lot of different stuff. But there's times when I listen mm -hmm. to podcasts uh, like 20,000 Hertz or Reply All. Sure. Uh, there's a disc golf podcast I listen of to on the regular. They're always putting cool intro music in. It's different every time. Sometimes I'm like, whoa, hold on. I just have too much bass for a podcast right now. Right, exactly. Uh, and if it were a more controlled, more accurate sub, it might not, might not feel that way. Right. Uh, another, another thought of this, sorry to stop. No, no. I listen to Howard Stern a lot as well. Okay. And his voice, uh, he uses a ton of compression on his microphone, and he does this on purpose so he doesn't feel like a, you know how my voice sounds right now? Mm. I don't use a ton of compression, and I sang my voice out at the show this weekend. <laughs> We're lucky it's back today. Yeah, exactly. But he doesn't want to do that because he's talking for five hours a day. Mm. So he uses compression. As a result, his voice is super boomy, in your face, bringing out a lot of low end. Sure. And, uh, you know, because he used to have a really nasal voice today. It's a lot deeper <laughs> as right. he's gotten older and he's used more compression. And right. I've had to turn my sub down because it was too much just yep. with his voice in my car. Yep. I believe so. it. And you notice it in uh, home theater systems, too, sometimes if you have, uh, especially like smaller ported subs in, in, say, boxed systems that you can't adjust very much. If, they, if they've got the port, you'll hear some of the dialogue sometimes um, get muddled and because you're getting that extra resonance out of the port. Yeah, there you go. Uh, it looks like we've slowed down. There's no more requests unless I've missed something. Uh, there are some questions, though. Jeff asks, is direction a big issue in a car or SUV? Like the direction, I guess, which direction you're pointing the subwoofer at? Hmm. Direction always affects it what's the right direction obviously depends on the specific sub in the sure. specific car you want to and elaborate yeah so i mean as we'll always say it, it comes down to what sounds best for you um we actually did an experiment a few years ago in in my car which was a, a taurus at the time so larger sedan where um i put an spl meter on the dash and i aimed the sub in different directions just to see what was getting you know where i was getting the most sound pressure level from counterintuitively enough it was back up against the back seats and facing towards the back of the vehicle. Yep. Um, it was using the rest of the trunk as a chamber to amplify the, the, the sound of the bass. 
Um, so in a sedan, I, I will always recommend that you, you put it back against the back seats and aim it towards the back of the vehicle. Um, in an SUV, though, you've got a lot more space to work with. Basically, the entire vehicle serves as, as the, uh, the chamber um, for the base. So this is why you'll see it often on, on the side of the cargo area in an mm -hmm. SUV. Um, so in that case, facing it towards the back of the vehicle in an SUV probably would be fine. But you can experiment with it on the side or the back just, just, just to hear what is going to sound best to you. Because that's, that's the bottom line. You want to make sure that this sounds great, and that you're enjoying it, and that it sounds the way you want it to sound. Yeah, uh, and if you're going with a, you know, just a sort of a, a regular old, just a box with a speaker in it, mm -hmm. and you have the ability to move it around, exactly. uh, try doing that. See yeah. what happens. Yeah, exactly. Flip it around, face sure. it forward, flip it around, face it backwards, and mm -hmm. play the same song. Drive around, listen to it from the driver's seat, listen to it from the back seat. You're mm -hmm. going to hear different amounts of bass uh, when you move that thing around, and that's just because of how those bass frequencies bounce around your car. That's exactly correct. Uh, we've got a couple more coming in. All right, good. Uh, let's see. Tom says... Uh, wait, joke of the day. Oh, no, no, I haven't read it yet. Should I keep reading? Let me read it before I Go read ahead. it out loud. <laughs> yeah, right. Joke of the day. If you have crutch in the field, you'll have a leg up. Uh, the oh, puns. Uh, nice. Well, well played, Tony. <laughs> uh, and he also loves Howard Stern. Excellent. Uh, Jeff says, bass. George Michael with Queen and Lisa Stanchfield. Boom, boom, boom. Wow. And asks about dual subs. And asks about dual subs. Yeah, okay. so first off, let's answer his first question. George Michael with right. Queen and Lisa Stanchfield, sealed or ported? Well, I mean, he said boom, boom, boom. Well, all right, fair enough. <laughs> yes. Uh, and, uh, and he also asked about dual subs. I mean, I think if you're going with dual subs, you're probably in the ported you know, side of things anyway. Most, you're looking for a ton of bass. Yeah, most likely. I actually... Back in the day, um, about few, uh, 10 years ago-ish, I had a dual 10-inch sub, uh, or a, a dual 10-inch sub box with Boston Acoustic subs back nice. when they were an aftermarket mm -hmm. uh, car audio thing. Um, and it was a sealed box, and I loved it. I mean, I had a huge amp running it. I had to run one-aught gauge to the, uh, to the battery to make it all work. Um, but I loved it, but it did require a lot of power. So, yeah, with, with the dual sub thing, you probably are looking for volume. So, yeah, ported does seem to... Like it would make the most sense. Oh, okay. Couple, we're just going to keep interacting with people. Fair enough. Uh, and uh, I hope we we still have time to get to our the rest of our segments. We all good? We're running okay. They might have to do a short week next time. Got it. All right. All right. We, we, we'll do a few more fashions. Yeah, cool. Uh, so first uh, from. DJ Ocelate One. I hope I got what you're putting down there, DJ. <laughs> what about a Swiss Army knife? Everything between classical to electro, uh, which this wow, might fit into the yeah. uh, similar to what you put in your car. So yeah, so I would I, I I would say ported, but pay attention to the amp that you're getting. Make sure it has a subsonic filter, so you can dial it in and get it a little bit tighter, but still get that big resonant, you know, loud boom when you're playing the EDM kind of tracks and still get that nice balanced detail out of say classical or jazz. Yeah, uh, I would agree. Ported gives you the output you want when you have to have it. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it might not be as accurate as a sealed box could be, but if yes, you're looking for true. a Swiss Army knife, I mean, a Swiss Army knife isn't the best knife for everything that you need a exactly. knife for, right? But it does, it's always with you. Mm -hmm. It's always It's always sharp, it's always a knife. So yep. uh, I think ported is gonna be your probably the way to go. Uh, potato 
Is that a thing? Is that a type of music? When you're listening to a potato, uh, I, I like my potatoes yeah, sealed. Yeah, so we can we can uh, we can mash it with the sealed box. There you go. That's good. Uh, Matthew Bailarjon, I don't know if I said that right. I apologize if I didn't. You guys have helped out with lots, so just wanted to thank you guys at Crutchfield. Right on. Our pleasure. Uh, DJ, oh, he told me it's pronounced Oscillate or Oscillate. Okay. I'm still not sure with what he's typed here. <laughs> well, you're the English nerd. Yeah, exactly. what, how would you say? I would say Oscillate. 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 Yeah, it makes sense. Fair enough. I was going with like a, I thought it had a sort of a Spanishy thing happening there, like, right? Ocelate. Uh, that makes a lot more sense yeah, than what exactly. I came up with. Oh, do we have a vehicle question there? Uh, On the right we, hand side. Uh, yeah. Yes, we do. Tom says I have a vintage Buick GS convertible. I would love to update the sound system and would love to get some quality bass, ah. but don't necessarily want the world to hear it. Need some help. Uh, so it's a convertible. It is a convertible. So most likely the sub goes... I, don't, I, I have to Google it. What does a Buick GS convertible look like? Well, if it's vintage, what I'm hoping is that it's got some space under a seat, and this could be a great situation for one of the powered subs that we were talking, or that JR was talking about earlier. Something smaller, a little bit more compact, that you can fit under the seat, so it's you know firing up in your direction. It's near you. You can hear mm. it. You can feel it. But it's not blasting out of the uh, blasting out at the world. So that would be one of the first things I would consider. So I just Googled it. We got the images up. Oh, is, yeah. this, is this the car we're talking about? Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, I want one. Yeah, no I kidding. want it right now. <laughs> I want to go cruising in this car. Uh, and I would also want bass in it. Uh, but yeah, you're not necessarily trying to attract attention with that, right? You just want uh, you just want your music to sound good. So uh, what did you say? What did you say while I was re uh, Googling uh, this car? Uh, I was saying that this could be a good chance to have a, a compact powered sub under one of the seats. Yeah, yeah. So I it's think firing that's the way near you. You can feel it. You can hear it. But you're not blasting it out at the world. Because right. if you put too small of a sub in that big trunk, uh, yeah, you're, gonna, you're not going to hear it. Right. Uh, and your trunk's going to vibrate. You need a lot of dynamite <laughs> exactly. to fix that. Uh, and if you put a big sub in the trunk, everybody will hear it. <laughs> if you just put something under your seat, uh, you will feel it. You will hear it. Your music exactly. will sound better. I think that's the way to go. Great. Uh, very cool. This has been a ton of fun, man. This Thank has been you for fun. joining me on this. Hey, uh, we, we've got another guest who's just sitting there very impatiently, looking very angry that we're not talking uh, to him on the camera I yet. No. I hope he's. Uh, I hope he comes in with a good attitude. Uh, I do too. He also he knows where I work, so I'll be, exactly. uh, I gotta be careful do, here. Do you edit his stuff? I don't. Luckily. Okay, good. So, so, yeah, we're, we're good on that front. <laughs> uh, we're joking, of course. Jeff Miller's coming in soon. Uh, he's, uh, he's, a, he's, a, he's, a, he's a gem, so we're going to talk about Axpona. Thanks again, Matt. Really hey, appreciate it. Thanks my to pleasure. everybody that uh, sent us in requests. Uh, that went uh, probably better than we ever could have hoped it yeah. would go. Uh, so we're going to keep these signs around. We'll probably play this game again someday because uh, that was a ton of fun. Jeff Miller, how you doing, my friend? Good. I was just in intimidated to be here in the garage i haven't been down here before yeah we got a comment people love our videos <laughs> yeah uh i mean it's these are real tools we could really do some work in here i know am i tough enough to be down here we or? could we could build boxes we could modify stuff the only thing we can't do is get a car in here oh yeah it's inside it's in a basement <laughs> so we could figure that so, out uh so you are here did, did you were you on the last show did you come on and talk yeah. about expona i was actually live on location in expona you in were Chicago. live in I, that's the i missed stuff i missed <laughs> that man how, that's how cool awesome. was that yeah first off uh for me and for anybody that wasn't yeah. watching last show what is expona so it's called the uh, so it's called expona audio expo north america it's the largest 
audio focus show in North America. Um, it's at, it's at, it's just outside of Chicago in Schaumburg, a, a suburb of Chicago, the uh, Renaissance Convention Center, which is this huge sprawling convention center. Um, but it takes over that with like it's five or six massive ballrooms and smaller ballrooms and mid-sized ballrooms. Mm -hmm. So it takes over that building and the connected 16 floor hotels and just filled with audio gear. Wow. Anything you can think about with audio, um, an expo where you got like vinyl and records, uh, like a record shop, basically like, you know, tons of record vendors, you digging through the crates, reel to reel tapes, um, every vintage audio. I mean, Every audio company we, not every audio company we sell, but mo a lot of the audio companies we sell and yeah. then, um, beyond in the world beyond the uh, and, and the super high end type so of stuff. It so. sounds like CES, but with a much more narrow focus yeah. on just audio. Right, exactly. And not car stereo, right? It's not no. a car stereo thing at all. This is all home, like hi fi. Yeah, they did have one. Uh, vehicle in there and I, they were doing some kind of demos in there but yeah this is basically focus um you came back with some highlights some of your favorite things that you saw i X did Pro. and actually like as we were um starting the show here uh, we published my recap of the of the show we had so many i took like over a thousand pictures i wrote three thousand words my editor was going through it and got it got a fine-tuned right to the moment the show went up so i think alexis is going to share the um yeah, we've got pictures of you there oh, yeah, yeah, at yeah, Expo Up right now. <laughs> so yes, they, oh, that's the other thing. They had uh, ear gear, headphone section. One of the ballrooms was just nothing but um, uh, basically like its own headphone show. Um, so that was cool. That makes I, sense to do that in the ballrooms because everybody yeah. can be in one room listening to the and they not disturbing each other. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I um I I told in the last show I, I we had the event director Liz Smith on and I um. When I spoke to her before the show, I was like, hey, uh, tell me how to get through this. What's the, you know, I'm thinking about it almost like a movie where it's like the final scene is going to be this climactic thing. And she's like, no. Nah. Um, and described it more as like an open world video game where you're kind of moving around and, and, and everywhere you turn a corner, boom, there's an audio legend, mm -hmm. a guy who's designed, named the speaker, boom, there's like this... Um, state-of-the-art streamer that's integrated amp with like you know the 4k screen is that the hi-fi rose yeah like the hi-fi rose um Ooh, what what we got in this picture here what do so you see this is the meze elite so anytime yeah. i get a chance to try those out i'll um i i, I want to try i actually got to speak to um antonio meze who uh is the lead designer and founder of the company and everything they do is like is super boutique like try to make it make it an event every time you put on the headphones and once again it was an event <laughs> to get yeah. to try them even though i'm very familiar with those headphones um but yeah uh i wanted to tell you when we go when you go to the hotel section they uh it's 16 floors you go we actually we work we went to the top worked our way down every room is like you know they throw out the bed and everything uh, they put those all in one room <laughs> right they, they have a deal with the hotel um and they fill it with audio gear and each room they fill it with audio gear and each room has its own like sort of theme or character charm you know there's like intimate settings this is uh, hi-fi uh, this is the hi-fi rose mofi team setting up their their room they tried to make these like real interesting lighting and plants and everything um focal went the other direction and they just like tried to um they had a huge ballroom so they um, went with almost what looked like a concert set up with, uh, with uh, you know, um, like a big stage apparatus looking thing. 
Um, project was there. Tons of turntables. I, I know, I'm just now. I'm just like naming things over and over again. <laughs> You're rattling off the yeah. list. Uh, we actually got to see some of the stuff uh, for our sales advisors. Got to see the MoFi and the Hi-Fi Rose stuff, which is pretty cool. They yeah. were they sent us a video. They filmed partly the, there yeah. and partly mm -hmm. at their home. Uh, but that was really cool to see some stuff. So our sales advisors all got to experience a little bit of Expona yeah. through MoFi. You're seeing the, yeah. one of the MoFi and who, guys there. who this is right here, this was kind of breaking news. You know Andrew Jones from Elac. I was going to ask you about yeah. it. You got to see Andrew Jones. <laughs> yeah, so at, at the show, um, Tommy, our buyer, he gets a breaking news on his phone. Andrew Jones, you know, fresh press release. Andrew Jones has has joined MoFi, um, has left Eli. And so we leave and we're like, we should go over to the MoFi guys and just say, hey. Um, and they happen to be next to, there's Tommy, met up right with him. <laughs> um, we happen to catch him in the hall, like literally walking from the ELAC room to the MoFi room, which is like right across the hall. What? And there's like, and we're like, what is going on? Like, like my, like we were joking <laughs> about it. And, um, and so then I talked to him and, uh, the next day after the celebrating and everything had calmed down, um, I noticed the ELAC guys, it wasn't as if they were at odds or anything. They were, um, you know, very cordial with each other still. And he said, he's going to miss his friends, but he feels like they're in very good hands. I think the formal lead designer at Paradigm is now at ELAC. So they're in good hands and ELAC will still be making great stuff. But, um, he, they've sort of given him almost carte blanche. Um, obviously, they have their idea of what they want to do with uh, with speakers, and they didn't tell me what they that didn't, was. They didn't reveal <laughs> all their secrets to nah. you? <laughs> but I asked him, I was like, you know, did you uh, did you just show up day one with like a blank Word doc? And you know, or and he's like, oh, no, no, no. I've got ideas sort of percolating. He's like a, um, he's like a songwriter, except right. his songs are building the speakers, right? Yeah, he's yeah. probably already envisioning, he probably dreams these things, and yep. he wakes up and he jots mm -hmm. a sketch down on how he wants to build a port or a box or an enclosure yeah. or something like that. Yep. He's a is a creative genius, and he also knows the technical side of yeah. the speakers. That's why he's in such high demand. That's why everybody's been like, where's Andrew Jones? Who's he? Right. What's he doing? <laughs> All right, so that's everything we did in the actual Crutchfield Live. Well, it's most of what we did. There's an additional thing, though. You heard Jeff talk about how he got a chance to sit down with Andrew Jones. Uh, Andrew Jones is a world-renowned speaker designer, has worked with Pioneer and ELAC, and recently left ELAC. And for a long time, nobody knew where Andrew Jones went. So uh, we were pleasantly surprised to find out at Expona when Jeff uh, came across Andrew Jones uh, working for MoFi. MoFi makes those high-end turntables and vinyl and some really, really great sounding home audio gear. And uh, we, we have a feeling that there might be some MoFi speakers coming uh, as a result of them partnering with Andrew Jones. And Jeff got a chance to sit down sort of... Uh, spontaneously with Andrew Jones and ask him some questions. So uh, I want you to hear that. Uh, we have that interview and we're going to use it. We're going to put it right here on Crutchfield, the podcast, uh, like, I don't know, right now. You know, I was aware that they'd started making turntables mm -hmm. and they definitely seemed to be expanding that. Yeah. And then with a phono preamp. But what it was, was they were thinking about adding speakers to the lineup. Okay. Not, not becoming a speaker company as yeah. such. If, if they're thinking about that, that might be interesting. I thrive on challenges. So, in one respect, it doesn't matter what price range I'm working on. There's always things you can do that you can see other people haven't done, that you want to try and do. And I was 
immensely enjoying the reputation I had. Yeah. It's one thing to do a high-end speaker and being able to count on the fingers of your hand the number of customers. And you get to know them personally. Right, right, right. But it's not like everybody's walking into a store and walking out with your product. Yeah, yeah. And with affordable stuff that started with that Pioneer speaker, mm-hmm. that's really set the scene for what has been my life since then. Yeah. That how can you possibly think about doing a $100 speaker that really does sound like a, a real speaker and everyone can go out and buy it? Yeah. It's kind of an ego thing, but everybody being able to get affordable, good-sounding yeah. speakers. I started as a hobbyist and couldn't afford things. Yeah. So why not give other people an opportunity to enter into it? Mm-hmm. And you know, I have to admit, from an ego point of view, walking around shows and everyone coming up and yes, going, hey, hey, thank you, thank you, right. you can change my life. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll take that. Yeah. Um, but I had realised that I'd locked myself into that. Yeah. And to a degree, I could say, okay, Right, but I'm I'm, help, I'm I'm still enjoying every, every time is a challenge, even when if it's a Mark II or a Mark III version, it's in a way that's even more of a challenge because I've got to make it better. Yeah. And I don't have that much more money to do it. Right. I've got to realise why I didn't do it better in yeah. the first place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what constitutes better? Yeah. Because I might think it's better, but. There was a reason people bought that flawed product. Because mm-hmm. ev- you know, everything is flawed, but you accept certain flaws and you reject others. And I do that as a designer. I concentrate on some flaws yeah. and I ignore others. If, if I do something different, it sounds different, is it actually better for everybody? Or is it that they chose it for those particular flaws? Yeah. And... I had to trust in a way that they bought my vision of what sound was at that price point and time. Yeah. If they trusted me then, will they trust me now that if I choose what my new product sounds like, they will also recognise, yeah, this is better. Yeah. I can't believe that, I know I like the other one, but I can't believe this is really that much better. What um, I was like, what specific sort of um, trade-offs do you have to make? Like, what, is there one that you're like, where you just, and how do you know, like, okay, I just simply can't um, can't address that with this. Don't have the budget. How do you know? <laughs> Often cabinet. Cabinet yeah. is the single most expensive component. Okay. And it costs a lot to make that better. So I would always give up. A bit with that, yeah. Because um, Roy, uh, Roy from Clips was t- saying like he was, he had said in an interview like he would listen, and he'd be like, um, and he'd listen to somebody like, oh, I'm gonna take the whatever out of um, Bonnie Raitt's voice because it's just too much. And then he like heard her live and was like, oh, well, that's how her voice sounds. And, ha- and he's like, I gotta, I'm not tuning for, or I'm not building for me. I'm building for. Every- so how do you remove yourself kind of from the? That is a good question because I've always talked a lot recently about this idea of closest approach to the original sound. Yeah. 
utter nonsense. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, right. And yet I come from a background and a training that was absolute yeah. sound. Mm -hmm. My current viewpoint after so many years is there is no closest approach to Right. 99% of music we listen to doesn't even have an original acoustic sound yeah. experience. Mm -hmm. Everything is manufactured in the studio. Yeah. Even capturing a live acoustic event, you're capturing a subset of what is actually happening and you're reproducing over two speakers. So you cannot experience it as the reality that it was. Yeah. Even if you just use a pair of microphones and no EQ or anything. Right. So what I come to is how do I know what it should sound like? Yeah. So on top of that, how do I know what other people want it to sound like? Right. If I start worrying about the sound I like, is a particular customer going to accept that? I will be chasing my tail yeah. forever. Yeah, it's like a loop. Especially <laughs> if you read reviews, especially right. on, online of people doing things, oh, right? Yeah. Comments on Facebook or something, mm -hmm. and you launch a speaker. There's as many people say it's too bright as it is too dull. Right. And thinking, you think that's too dull? <laughs> and, and, and then you go, all these people like mentioning clips. That clitch? Yeah. But that's the clip sound. Yeah, yeah. Or, well, especially the heritage. Right, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. The, in one way, the heritage, from a technical point of view, you look at that. I can't represent reality. Yeah. There's an awful lot of people that want, love that Yeah, that's what they want. Right, right, right it's what right. they want. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, how can I second guess what they want mm -hmm. when if I study what they want, it's over that range? Yeah. So, basically, back, back to you yeah. go, you're getting what I want. Right. <laughs> the only difference between any average DIY speaker builder yeah. and me is they're building for themselves. I am building for myself, but I am selling to potentially a million people. Right. If nobody likes my sound, I don't have a business. Yeah. So I think. In a way, the fortunate thing is my idea of what I want to achieve is hugely popular. Yeah. I, part of it will be I have a skill set that allows me to achieve something better than was expected at that price point. So it mm. immediately gets me an audience. Right. But there's still, you know, the tonality of what you're listening to has to gel with person as part of it yeah that's why he thinks it's better than something else at that price point so there's a there's almost an objective improvement in the price performance ratio and there's a self subjective improvement yeah. for you that I've they've matched to me yeah so basically I just go ahead and design what I want to hear right at every single price point yeah and no, I've been in a position in nearly every company I've ever worked in. Nobody tells me what to make it sound like. 
Nobody tells me what to make it measure. And so it's all down to me. Yeah. So in a way it's a responsibility. If I put something out one day and get a bad review, it's on me. Yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> you can't blame <laughs> Of course that's never happened. Yeah. <laughs> so that's how it works. Yeah. But so I've still in a way boxed in. Right. And boxed in is not really a, a good word to use because it, it's a very negative. Yeah. But it's still this feeling of I want to expand. I've at least got to do this much right. before I can add my. Yeah. <laughs> the problem is, it meant leaving my friends. Yeah, yeah. The three of us, Chris and Jim, came together from Pioneer. Yeah, I remember you guys coming over from Pioneer and everything. Yes. Yeah. Um, but in part, I'm the old bugger of the three. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I've got at least 10 years on them. Right. I mean, I technically should be retired now. Uh, not that I can afford to, but yeah. or that I want to, because I've got all these ideas. But it's kind of, do I want to try another last thing? Yeah. Yeah, you know, because I was thinking, you know, Eli might be this, because I'm heading towards retirement. Yeah. Age. I'm there now, but I haven't finished yet. Yeah. So do I want to try something else? And this gig was okay. So you've got a studio background which matches with what I was doing with TAD. Right. Because I love the idea of at least trying to understand what was being put on the record and being close to studios, because it's cool. Yeah. It's cool to hang out to air studios. Yeah. It, in those days, I'd walk out into the yard and at the railings, you'd always have tourists looking in, hoping they'd see someone famous. Yeah. And I might walk out thinking, <laughs> you're about to be disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who's this coming out? He goes, Who's he? He's coming right out the front. He must be somebody. <laughs> <laughs> so I love that part and the musicians. And I yeah. got to know various musicians. Um, I've become friends with Rick Rubin. Oh, cool. And uh, I'll, after the interview, I'll show you a really, yeah, okay. really funny photo. Yeah, that's cool. So now we've got the chance to talk about you know, this thing of getting close to the original, which right. doesn't exist, but yeah, yeah, yeah. just the idea of completing the chain mm -hmm. and not being locked into anything about what the product is. The, the mission is for me to come up with ideas for me to decide what the sound is and the technology because why would you bring me in right. you trusted me all these years with the products I've been designing it would be silly to come in and say you need to do this yeah right so there's this vision of letting me play having the time to develop it mm. you know the, the, there was one aspect with Elac was think how many products I did yeah. it seemed like oh, yeah. Every one, show, yeah, like, many times a year, there's <laughs> yes. a new product. Yeah. Which one do I pick this time to display? Mm -hmm. And so you do, let's say you do an LA show and you do a Denver show. The Denver show people haven't heard right. the speaker I showed in LA. On the other hand, it's an opportunity for me to demonstrate a different speaker. So at least for me, I've shown two different yeah, speakers I've developed. Yeah. <laughs> but then they all go, Oh, we were wanting to hear yeah. what those other guys right. have been talking about. Um, and so I think the difference is we're not planning. Well, maybe we didn't initially plan to do as many speakers as I ended up yeah. doing. But the plan is 
not doing ranges of speakers. Right. Um, but targeting, looking at the market and seeing what might fit here, and let's do something. Yeah. It doesn't mean we have to have the mini, the big, and the bigger. Yeah. But it means, you know, there might be a couple that are related, right. say. But it's but now like, target and think of something that might work. Can I ask, what does day one look like? Is it? I'm sure it's not a blank word document. I'm sure you have <laughs> ideas you're coming, bringing I'm with. I always yeah. <laughs> think, I wake up thinking about right. ideas. My wife tells me I'm talking speakers in my sleep. <laughs> yeah. I come up with ideas that I know none of the companies I end up working yeah. with are ever going to do. But I still want to yeah, at least develop the idea of what would right. it be. So, um, with MoFi, it's, well, we've, we've got some ideas that the marketplace might need in a broad sense. Yeah. Um, you've got ideas what technology might be. You know, and I'm always willing to say, I'm not the arbiter of what things should look like. Right. I have my own ideas of what I want there. But whereas I know my ideas for sound work in the marketplace, yeah. I've been proved many times wrong <laughs> saying, no, don't do that one. No, we can't. You're, you're kidding me. You're not yeah. going to use that color choice or that look. And then it goes, debut reference. Yeah. The white one. Uh, I was saying, looks like a piece of, this an Ikea cabinet, <laughs> yeah. right? Kitchen yeah. cabinet. We can't do that. It proved to be the most popular. Yeah, probably, so, yeah. okay, I'm wrong. <laughs> so, we we can do this thing of jointly deciding what is working in the marketplace, what's popular right now, but also what relates to what we were doing from a studio point of view. Yeah. And the history. Right. You know, history is in right now. Yeah, oh example. yeah. And I'm older than anyone else, so I have more past to look yeah. back to, right? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we could examine all these kind of ideas, and then I put all my flavor in with my technology. So, yeah. I'm developing technology that, let's say, people wouldn't be surprised by. Yeah. <laughs> and then, but I'm also working on new motor structure ideas and things. So, I'm trying to make it embody some of my stuff but be a better embodiment than I've done before yeah it's natural mm -hmm. and I feel so relaxed yeah we when I joined I said you know I'm not moving to Chicago <laughs> so I uh, found this place and there's about 15 or 1600 square feet so I've got a room that is my kind of the hidden room that's got my storage and my where I build things. Yeah. Then next to that I got a room that's my measurement room and I've got this front office lobby thing and then I've got a listing room that's about twenty by thirty and ten foot ceilings. Mm -hmm. And I've started acoustically treating it. Okay. And I've got this huge sofa because in a big room yeah. I've got room for this huge sofa but it's this big soft sofa, so we put it in the middle and it takes a lot of the energy out of the room. Yeah. The difference when I put that in, yeah, <laughs> but 
now I can go to sleep in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. okay. So I, I, I'm, I'm just thinking. <laughs> so that'd be day, that'll really be day one. <laughs> so um, we're gonna outfit that, and I, whenever I go into a hotel, I go, I like this. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so we're going to make it look nice because if it's a Beverly Hills location, yeah. And I can keep it tidy, and that's a big Yeah, thing. that's it. <laughs> um, we can use it as a launch place. Yeah. And then also, when you're meeting with all the record executives trying to do new pressings, why not do that for rare? Right. Mm -hmm. And then it justifies the cost more than it being Andrew's play. Yeah, right. <laughs> and uh, so we're in the process of doing that right now. But it's just, you know, I walk to work. It's, yeah, that's, yeah. It's a mile and a half, so it takes me half an hour. Mm -hmm. And I can even walk to all my doc Beverly Hills doctor's appointments. Instead <laughs> of paying $18 parking every oh, time right. I go. But it's just, it's a wonderful location. Yeah. I feel so relaxed. Mm -hmm. And it's that what gets the creative juices yeah, think, flowing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so we're looking at getting, applying for various patents on ideas that I can incorporate in the future. Um, come up with all these ideas and I'm thoroughly enjoying it. Awesome. That was Jeff Miller from Crutchfield talking to Andrew Jones at Axpona. Uh, if you've enjoyed this episode of the podcast, uh, we would love it if you'd uh, write us a review, give us five stars, whatever your podcast platform lets you do to rate and review podcasts. Tell a friend about it. We're having a lot of fun making these shows, both the Crutchfield Live and Crutchfield the Podcast. I hope you are enjoying listening to, listening to them as well. Uh, we will be back with another episode in a few weeks. Uh, we got some fun stuff planned. Uh, and and uh, thanks again for listening. I'm JR, over and out.